Coming up on the Broke at 40 podcast today is the last Saturday of the month. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hopefully you're having a great weekend. Today we have a case study, the Thrift Family Robinson from Portland, Oregon. And you are not going to want to miss this episode. You're not going to believe what this young family has been able to accomplish in just 15 years. So stay tuned, everybody. The podcast starts right now. Hi, everybody. This is Evan Thomas of the Broke at 40 podcast. You're not going to want to miss today's episode. We're going to be talking to a listener that wants to go from broke to brilliant in three to five easy steps. So stay tuned and we're happy you're with us today. Should you compare yourself to others? If I ask you that question, is it a good idea to compare yourself to others? We hear about that a lot, don't we? It's always not a good idea to compare ourselves to others, especially if it's from a negative perspective. We see people on Facebook, on other social medias, we see their homes, we see their expensive cars, their expensive vacations. We see fit, happy, healthy people, beautiful people, right? And so we compare ourselves to these images that we see and that can be very negative sometimes in our minds if we compare ourselves to live up to those expectations that we see. But what if I were to say to you, is there a positive way that we can compare ourselves to others? Is there a positive benchmark from which to see others that are trying to better themselves? Is it a good idea to see, really see everything about their finances, for example? Well, that's what this segment is all about. I'm introducing a case study analysis of somebody's finances because I think that we can compare ourselves again and have that benchmark to learn about what people are doing in society today, especially those that are listening to podcasts, right? Financial podcasts, especially those people like you that are reading blogs. You may have a favorite blog that you've been, you know, admiring through the years and you want to live up to and you have expectations for yourself and you want to be accountable. All of those things we're going to explore in this segment called a case study analysis. So for those of you that want to partake in it, you just send me an email at evanthomasbroke at yahoo.com. I'm going to send you an email back with 10 questions about your past, 10 questions about what you want in the future. I'm going to send you a spreadsheet. You're going to put in all the numbers and we're going to have a discussion where I am actually going to talk to our listeners about your financial situation anonymously, right? So we can all learn and have benchmarks of people in the financial independent community that are looking to better themselves. So I'm going to take all that information. I'm going to study it. And then I'm going to give a three to five to maybe a 10 point plan to bring you from broke to brilliant. The following is a fictitious story for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor if necessary. Now, before I dive into my story of the Thrift Family Robinson, obviously, as you can tell, this story is being inspired by the Swiss Family Robinson. 
which is a movie back in the 1960s that many of you may remember. I believe it was a Disney movie, but it actually originated as a novel back in 1812 about a Swiss family of immigrants whose ship en route to Australia goes off course and is shipwrecked in the East Indies. It's written by Swiss writer John David Weiss, which is actually edited and illustrated by his sons. He actually has four sons, just like in the novel that he writes about. And he uses this novel to teach his four sons about family values, good husbandry, and the use of the natural world and self-reliance, which is really why I liked this story because of the aspect of the self-reliance, which we'll get into a little bit later when we talk about the thrift family Robinson. And it teaches lessons such as frugality, again, husbandry, acceptance, and cooperation of a family unit so that they can survive out in the wild. Because um, as the novel goes on, it is a story, again, of this family that's en route to Australia, but they get shipwrecked. Um, they're actually first, though, in this great storm on this ship. So they're trying to weather this storm. And the crew then evacuate without them. And William and Elizabeth, who are Mr. and Mrs. Robinson, and their four children, Fritz, Ernest, Jack, and Franz, are really left alone to survive on the ship. And the ship tosses about, and they really don't know if they're going to be able to survive or not. But as the story goes on, the ship does survive, and they survive as well. And they then find themselves in the morning within sight of a tropical desert island. So they take everything they have on the ship that they can find, vessels, um, tubs, all of these things that they can put together to build a boat so they can launch it and then go towards this island. And so they actually jump in the water with their two dogs, Turk and Juno, that swim beside them as they take all the livestock that's on the boat, on the ship with them, along with guns and carpentry tools and all sorts of things as they go towards this island. Now, once they get to the island, they do set up a makeshift camp. And the father then, William, knows that he has to start preparing his family for possibly a very, very long time on this island. So they spend the next several days securing themselves against hunger. Um, William and his son Fritz make several trips to the ship in efforts to bring ashore everything useful from the vessel that they may need. Again, they bring all these domesticated animals and tow them back to the island. Uh, they set up hammocks. They use all of their tools that they have access to and lumber to create a treehouse, basically, where they live while they are on this island. Now, Fritz then, one of the sons, does rescue a young Englishwoman, Jenny Montrose, that is shipwrecked, shipwrecked elsewhere on the island. So that takes place in the novel after a little while. And the book really covers more than 10 years. And William and the older boys then explore various environments and develop homes and gardens in various sites all about the island. And in the end, though, of the Swiss Family Robinson, the father then really wonders if they're ever going to see the rest of humanity ever again. But he prides himself on self-reliance and teaching his family 
all about survival. Now, eventually, though, a British ship that is in search of Jenny anchors near the island and is discovered by the family. And the captain then is given the journal containing the story of their life over those 10 years, which is eventually published into the Swiss family Robinson. So that's the story of this family, again, shipwrecked on an island. And they have to use their own skills. They have to use their own knowledge if they're going to survive. So this story then is inspiring my story, which I would like to shift into now, which is the Thrift Family Robinson. Welcome to the show, Mr. and Mrs. Robinson, for my case study today, The Thrift Family Robinson. So thank you for joining me on the podcast. I know you can hear me. You have sent over all of your paperwork. You filled out the spreadsheet where I asked a bunch of questions about your past. I know all of your financial numbers. And today I would really like to focus on not so much diving into all of your expenses because you guys are doing just so great. I want to share with my listeners today just how great you're doing by sharing with them details of your net worth here in just a few minutes. But first, I do want to share with everybody that Mr. and Mrs. Robinson are in their mid-40s. So um, Tom Robinson is age 44. Stephanie is age 45. They actually have four children, four boys aged 10 to 17. And they're coming to us today from Portland, Oregon. Now, in my communications with the Robinsons, I really wanted to know, as I always do, what is the value of money for you? How do you guys think about money? And they wrote back to me and they said, through the years, they have always been super frugal. Both Tom and Stephanie learned from their parents at a very early age that money was something that should be valued. So they both brought that to their marriage, which is really an amazing thing. So here we have a very young couple, again, in their mid-40s, that when they were in their early 20s, they had already established really great money skills. And they brought that then to their marriage. And they sat down at a table once, they told me, when they were very young. And they tried to map out the next 15 to 20 years financially speaking, for their family, and what would that look like? And so at a very young age, like many of us really don't do that, do we? <laughs> so many of us are broke at 40 like I was. I didn't really think about finances the way Tom and Stephanie did in their early 20s, but they told me in the correspondence, in the emails, that they literally sat down at a table, looked at each other, and said, how are we going to map this out? What is our strategy so that we can become secure and teach our family self-reliance and values related to money. And as they built their plan on paper and they thought about it over the course of several months, they came to realize that they could do something that I've never actually seen anybody do before, which I think is absolutely brilliant. They decided that they would take Mrs. Robinson's salary, Stephanie's salary, and as she worked over the last 15 years, they were going to save every single penny of that money into either their investments or to pay off their home. 
So that's a pretty amazing thing to do. Not many young people, again, in their 20s have that kind of conviction or that dedication or that spirit to ignore um, one salary of this partnership as if it never really existed and only focus on the salary of one of the individuals. And that's exactly what they decided to do. So I'll share some details here with you that Mr. Robinson through the years has actually earned between $100,000 to $150,000 per year as vice president of a small pharmaceutical company. So he's done very well. And that money that he's made over these past 15 years, that yearly salary is what they're living on to bring up their family and to survive. So they've lived on his salary alone. Her salary, although wasn't as much as he was making, her salary ranged from around $20,000 to about thirty-five dollars or $40,000 per year. But it was that salary that they'd set aside every single year and they said, what is the best use of this money over the 15 years? So again, they just pretended like it wasn't there. It wasn't part of their equation at all. And before I go on and tell you a little bit more about that, I do want to shift gears a little bit and talk to you about what their net worth is, because I think you're really going to be amazed, again, at such a young couple and what they've been able to achieve. So the Thrift Family Robinson actually have in retirement $950,000. They have an emergency fund of $45,000. Their current home value is $423,000. So their total assets is $1,418,000. They actually have zero debt. So that means their net worth is $1,418,000. So they have no car loans, they have no student loan debt, no credit card debt. So again, here's a family at a very young age in their 20s that decided to take Stephanie's salary and either filter it into one of two places. And this goes back to my other episode in the past where I kind of analyzed my trajectory over the past 14 years where I looked at my salary and how it either went into investments or to pay off my mortgage. And that's exactly what they did. So they bought a home many, many years ago in Portland. Home values in Portland alone over the past 15 years have increased about 5 to 8% per year. So when they bought their home, it wasn't worth 423000 It was about 200000 And so the initial loan that they had, they took her $35,000 a year salary and just started sinking it into pay off that loan. Not only that, but they also put it into her investments. And her investments, they decided to keep the risk tolerance at 90% stocks, 10% bonds, because they knew that they had his salary to fall back on in terms of building wealth over time. And so if you really analyze it and you look at the fact that if you have a couple like we do in our story today of Mr. Robinson and Mrs. Robinson, again, they just ignored completely one salary. They pretended like it didn't even exist. So if they took that 35,000 again and either put it into pay off the loan, which they did in that 15 year time frame, But again, a lot of it went into 
the investments as well. So when I ran some numbers, I took $35,000 per year times 15 years at an average rate of return of 10% brings you to 1.4 million. So if they, let's say, for example, they didn't have a home that they were paying off, their investments right now would be 1.4 million, but it's not, it's about 950,000 because they took some of that money to pay off the debt. It just makes sense. And so again, that $200,000 initial loan in their home, they paid that off and the home value as we know has increased. So yes, their net worth is 1.4 because we take the 950, the 45 emergency fund, the 423 home value, and there's our 1.4 million right there. And so, yeah, again, I just wanna completely stress that this is really one of the most exciting case studies for me to bring to you today because it represents everything that I wish I had done at a much younger age. So for those of you listening, if you are in your 30s, um, some listeners of mine may be in their 20s, really think about the value of the money that you're putting into investments and how can you start that earlier? And in our example here of a case study of the, the Thrift Family Robinson, could we really go into the year 2021 for all of you listening? And could you actually envision yourself and your partner in using just one salary? What would it take for you guys to reinvent your life, to refocus and to reanalyze everything and shift yourself into the next year or so to think more conservatively about the income you have coming in? Because I know, as I've said before, I know many people listening to the podcast have big incomes. Why not take this story and think about how you can shift your focus into just living off of one salary? I think that's huge. And what we can learn from this is that Tom and Stephanie, at a very young age, again, decided that they wanted to build their life on the whole concept of self-reliance, which really is what the financial independence movement is really all about. If they would have taken that money and bought a bigger home and just spent it on lavish things for their children, expensive vacations, expensive cars, then they wouldn't have, at the age of 44 and 45, a net worth of $1.4 million. And so I want to thank Tom and Stephanie again for being on the show because I think your story is incredibly inspiring, incredibly inspiring for many people that are listening to this. So I definitely want to thank you. And before ending the episode, I also want to say that in looking at my calculations, if you just continue to do what you're doing right now, again, you're both in your mid-40s. In your investments now, you have 950000 You know, 10 years going to age 55 where I am right now, even if you only get a 4% annual rate of return, adding in Stephanie's salary of $35,000 per year, that alone, you're going to have $1.9 million. Plus then, if you add in the value of your home, which will probably be at about $600,000 in 10 years, you're going to have $2.5 million in net worth 
right when you get to age 55. So that's going to present to you guys so many choices, so many choices for you at 55 years old. If you wanted to retire, you, you could, you're continuing to live a very frugal lifestyle. You will more than be able to um, pay for healthcare, right? <laughs> Which is what a lot of people struggle with when they think about maybe retiring a little bit early. So again, thank you, Thrift Family Robinson, for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. And for everybody listening, what is the moral of today's story, if you really think about it? Well, the moral of the story is, just like the Swiss Family Robinson back in 1812, you don't have to be shipwrecked on a deserted island to figure things out. We really have it much better than that. And even though we're living through a pandemic and we're suffering a little bit right now, each of us has the ability to think about our future and to protect ourselves and to become as self-reliant as we can possibly be so we can move forward into 2021. So I would like each of you to think about your family values, sit down with your partner, and reinvent yourself as we come into the new year and have acceptance with each other and be in the spirit of cooperation so that you can be just like the Thrift Family Robinson in today's case study. So I want you to know that I appreciate you. I believe in all of you as well. If you want this for yourselves, you can certainly do that. You can be the best person and family unit that you can be. And I congratulate you for every step of the way. So thank you for joining me on the podcast this week. I'll see you next week right here on the Broke at 40 podcast. That's going to do it for today's case study episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Hey, if you've got a friend that's struggling financially, please share this episode with them. We would really appreciate it. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. I'm Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast. <laughs>